Welcome to Empathy Dinners. We host conversations to help people with opposing views try to understand each other. Uh, our aim is to create a space for relating rather than debating. So we host a conversation on controversial topics and facilitate it to have an empathic dialogue. I'm Melissa and I'm sitting here with uh, my co-facilitator. Hello, my name is Andy. And I'll just add that it's about creating a safe space for all views to be heard. And our aim isn't for people to agree, but to understand. We don't take sides. We believe that we need more spaces where opposing perspectives can coexist and where we can learn from each other. It's not about winning, but let's pretend that winning is to have understood what is important to the other guest. And as listeners, you can play the game. And we encourage you to be open, as open-minded as possible to the views that are different to your own, mm -hmm. even if it's just as an experiment to see what we can learn. So we are sitting here today with Lily, who is representing the Democrats, who would like Joe Biden to be elected. And Alyssa, who's representing the Republicans, who would like Donald Trump to be elected. Say hi. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> you know, I'm a big fan of yours, Andy, so I love these dinners and what you do. <laughs> I'm embarrassed. <laughs> so the first round, all, all, the, the, fact, the idea of having it as a dinner and the idea of the first round is to really put the emphasis on humanizing each other from the start, because that's what we think is one of the big issues with how polarized things have got, that we dehumanize the person who thinks the opposite view to us. So each uh, person, Lily and Alyssa, are going to have 90 seconds now just to talk about what is important to you. Great. So. Should we flip a coin? Uh, we'll go alphabetical. <laughs> Alyssa, you have 90 seconds to say what is important to you starting now. Okay, so what is important to me? Um, something that is very important to me is to be intentional with my life um, in multiple areas. So faith, family, genuine friends, catch the genuine and freedom. Um, if you could all place your hand on your heart right now, you feel that heartbeat? It's called a pulse. If you have a pulse, you have a purpose. And one of my greatest, I guess, I ways to figure out what matters to me is to figure out what is my purpose on this earth. And so I want to be, uh, you know, I strive each day to be a better version of myself and stay steadfast on the plans God has in store for me. Um, I often tell people this, that I refuse to go to my grave with dreams still inside of me. And I want to, you know, encourage other people to have that kind of same mentality of going out following your dreams, figuring out what your purpose is and your calling to do. So that's one of the largest areas that are important to me. Of course, family and friends and freedom, very important to me, but also finding your purpose and what you're called to do on this, on this earth. Beautiful. Thank you very much, Alyssa. And Lily, what is important to you? Empathy, you know, that was what I did my TED talk on last year. And I think being a very um, sensitive person, but also someone that 
you know, grew up um, in a very, you know, sort of lower middle class uh, background in a very diverse part of Chicago. I've been around people my entire life who looked different than me. I mean, when I was growing up, I mean, I was almost, um, almost a minority. I mean, the high school that I went to, or equal, the high school that I went to is the biggest school in Chicago. And it's 25% Caucasian, 25% Black, 25% Latino, and 25% mixed. Um, and I loved going to school there. And I think it really informed who I am as a person. I definitely am discerning, but I'm always willing to listen to other people and try to appreciate their perspective and listen to them. I love interviewing people from different backgrounds. I especially love interviewing people from different countries, even if it can be hard to understand them in their native tongue sometimes. And so I think what's important to me is um, appreciating diversity of perspectives and curiosity and empathy and learning. Beautiful. That was exactly a minute and a half. <laughs> okay, <laughs> lovely. So we've now moving on to the next round where each person has three minutes to say why they think um, their candidate should be is the best candidate to be elected. Why they are the best? They're going to be the best for for the U.S. for the world. Mm -hmm. um, why do you think your candidate should win? So, and maybe just to to clarify that, we'll have one person saying speaking for three minutes, and then the listener will be responding for three rounds, and then we'll go to the next person. Alyssa, are you happy to go first? Yes. I am happy. And how long? I have three minutes, right? Three minutes. Three starting minutes. now. Okay. So I support Donald Trump because he loves his country. He supports the values America was built on and will fight to maintain our freedoms and liberties for generations to come. First, Trump's not a politician. Under his leadership, he's been, he has put the interests of the people first, not special interests or corporate lobbyists. Second, he resisted using federal government to control everybody's life during the pandemic. As we recall, America was founded on life, liberty, and freedom, and he upheld those values. Furthermore, he endures daily opposition to continue to fight for the greatest country in the world. We are no longer kowtowing to other nations. We are finally defending our national sovereignty and securing our borders. He's vocal about his faith. He moved the U.S. Embassy to Jerusalem and appointed judges who uphold the Constitution and Judeo-Christian values. He opposes late-term abortion, decreased Planned Parenthood funding, and has been vocal about life beginning at conception. In addition, I think the resolutions and peace treaties he's facilitated between foreign nations have been instrumental in global peacekeeping. He's negotiating peace for our country and for our generation. He is the first president in his lifetime not to start any new wars. In fact, he was just nominated for the third time for the Nobel Peace Prize. To be frank, the press really should be grateful we have a president who seems to enjoy lobbying, lobbying, oh my gosh, I'm just gonna forget lobbying, <laughs> rhetorical bombs on Twitter more than he enjoys, enjoys ordering men to lob real bombs. Finally, Prior to COVID, the economy was the strongest it's been in 50 years. It has nothing to do with what he inherited from the 
Biden and Biden, excuse me, Obama and Biden administration. In fact, it was reported today, October the 29th, the US economy grew at the fastest pace ever recorded in the third quarter, expanding at a pace of 33.1%. So with that being said, I'm tired of Americans being taught propaganda of hatred of our country. We must do something about it. I believe Donald Trump is gonna fight for me and he will be the bodyguard for our generation. Thank you. Wonderful. Thank you, Alyssa. So you've got maximum of two minutes, Lily, to say what you like about what you just heard. What I liked about her statement, you mean? Yeah, or the way that she said it. What she said or the way that she said it. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought she was extremely well-spoken. Um, I, I liked that uh, you were prepared. It was fact-driven. Um, you know, you had conviction of, in terms of what you were saying. Um, I respect anyone who has pride in being an American. I wish I had more of it. I don't. Um, but anyone who is patriotic, I admire because, again, I think it would be easier for me to be an American citizen if I felt like that. Um, and I mean, I admire that you brought up abortion in your faith. I mean, again, I'm the complete opposite. Um, I am agnostic and I am completely pro-choice, but again, I respect anyone that, you know, has conviction in their beliefs and is willing to be transparent about them. So, um, I guess most of all, I just admire that you sounded like you were very certain about your point of view and that, you know, you believe that he's the right person for the job. Thank you. That was well, I can see why you did a TED talk. You're very, that, that was very good. Thank you. Is that what I'm supposed to say? I don't know what. You. you don't have to say anything, but it's fine. But oh. Just to appreciate. Okay, cool. So now we move on to the next round. Lily, do you have any clarifying questions so that you can better understand anything that Alyssa said? Um, yes. So I am curious. I'm trying to think about how to phrase this. Give me a second. Sorry. That's okay. Can you explain your views on his use of social media um because i think something that bothers me about trump is not only how much time he spends on technology but also the fact that he seems to use it as a platform to incite people and spread you know information i would just be curious to know more about that no yeah i i've actually I had a similar conversation with a friend a few days ago and he said the same thing. He's like, why can't we get him off Twitter? Look, I agree. I believe that his, his kind of handlers, if you will, would advise him um, to maybe stop tweeting absurd or retweeting articles. Cause I feel like as you retweet, that's kind of saying that you agree with them, obviously. Um, so I think that he needs to, you know, kind of tone it down. However, to my point, um, I do think that the press should be grateful that we aren't, you know, worried about sending people to war instead you have to worry about his, what he's posting on Twitter. Like to me, that's a much safer world we live in. Well, no one's dying. 
What about the statement you made about the economy? Because that has always been something I've talked about with my family, um, you know, one of whom is a, you know, Trump supporter and a staunch Republican. Um, I would just love to know your thoughts on the correlation between Trump and the economy. Yeah, I think that Trump approached the U.S. Uh, similar to the way he has with his businesses. As we've seen, he's had some record-breaking successes and he's also had some big failures but i do believe that he um was able to you know he could see that we had a a decrease we we're giving more money than we were making right and so he, he pulled back on a lot of those international deals to give hopefully a little bit less deficit right so i feel like he's approached the american uh, economy similar to like he has with his businesses and and with that you know there's been more jobs created um, people have been able to take more of their money back. There's less taxation, et cetera, et cetera. So I think he has been um, influential in that aspect. Okay. And then um, one last question. How do you feel about America's relations with other countries and their perception of Americans? So I actually think that we have um, a pretty good, Trump has improved our relations with other nations. Um, you know, the third Nobel Peace Prize, I think, says a lot. Um, the fact that uh, UAE and Israel were able to create peaceful negotiations in the Middle East is, you know, almost unheard of. So I think that he has done a really good job globally at keeping more peaceful um, between nations. Okay, thank you. Cool, great. Thank you very much for the questions, Lily, and for your answers, Alyssa. So now we move on to the next round, um, the final round um, of responding to what Alyssa said. Can you sum up the key points that you feel Alyssa made? I felt like the main point she was making is that what's important to her is family, faith, and finding her purpose and being intentional about her life. And because Donald Trump is someone who is known for having followed his own course in life, um, he's sort of like symbolic of all of these traits. Um, she's obviously pro, or I'm sorry, pro-life, uh, so is Trump. Um, I know Trump says that he, you know, is a religious person. Um, so I, I see that correlation as well. And then, um, I mean, I think the main thing that I gleaned is that you're extremely patriotic and that is what he represents. A hundred percent. Fourth of July is my favorite holiday. Beats Christmas, <laughs> Halloween, and my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, great. So Alyssa, do you feel that Lily really understood your key points? Was there anything that she missed that was very important? Yeah, no, I think you did a really good job, Lily. Well done. Very good. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you. Great, great. This, this, so this is the moment we love. We love it when one person who's got the opposite point of view to the other feels understood. Mm -hmm. Melissa, do you want to say anything? No, I'm, uh, I love the little uh, laughter in between. And and the giggles and the connection that I'm seeing and that it's so simple. Yeah. See, that just goes to show people with different beliefs can get along. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Exactly. It's so yeah. different to the atmosphere on Twitter right now. Oh. Uh, I think it's awesome. Yeah. So shall we swap sides?
Yes, let's swap sides. So, Lily, you now have three minutes to say why you think that Joe Biden would be the best president starting now. Absolutely. Um, so I'll begin, you know, my argument by saying, um, you know, I, I was fairly nervous to speak today. I, as I was telling Andy before, um, I've never been super confident speaking about politics. So I brought in um, some really great uh, friends of mine and actually a few family members to help me. So I'll just name them now. Uh, writer Joe Diorio, my photographer, one of my best friends, Joshua Black Wilkins, my stepfather, Michael Lipkin, my Aunt Patty, and a friend of mine who is a top doctor who does not want to be named. And what we all decided together, our general consensus is that Trump does not represent Americans. You know, I mean, I grew up again in Chicago, which is a melting pot. And my friends all growing up were of all different colors and shapes and sizes. And they came from different backgrounds. And, you know, I come from, I mean, no money. And, you know, I've done very well for myself. And so I feel like what he represents to me is everything I have the utmost disdain for, which is white privilege. And I don't think that he represents the average American. You know, I mean, I've written three books and I've conducted, I mean, at this point in my career, probably around 2000 interviews. I mean, right now I'm working for a Wall Street company. Last year I worked for an architecture firm. The year before I worked for the biggest healthcare company in America. And I have friends that grew up in the projects and got knocked up when they were, you know, 13 years old. And then I have friends that are bazillionaires. And I think that he just represents one type of person. And I don't think you can be a good leader if you're not willing to look for different perspectives or look at different perspectives. Um, I, for my last film role, because I also do acting, I played a sociopath and a narcissist and I studied Trump for it. And I watched seven hours of him on Netflix and YouTube. And I have been called an empath, which is someone who has a great deal of empathy. I could find no empathy in him. I think he has the personality type of a serial killer. And so I'm not surprised that Americans voted him in though, because all we care about as a whole, it seems like, is money and our own, you know, course and destiny in life and ourselves. We're like the most self-absorbed nation in the world. And we're not community oriented like the UK. That's why I loved living in the UK. And I've been trying to find a way to move back over there for the last four years. Um, so in a nutshell, from talking to a good friend of mine who's one of the top doctors in America who is an immigrant, my family members who are all like me, super blue collar, have actually done very well for themselves. One of my best friends who's an artist and another friend of mine who's a former newspaper reporter, we feel that Trump has no morals or ethics and he is completely incapable of being honest with himself as well as with others. And I believe that it is a major deficiency with the American public that we voted someone in who, yes, is great on a reality TV show. He's a terrible leader. He's impulsive. 
He's a liar. There's no transparency and he can't even string a coherent sentence together. So he does not represent me and I'm completely and totally tired of having to defend this country. And again, I'm not patriotic. Time's up. Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Okay. Thank you very much for that, Lily. So Alyssa, I recognize that a lot of what you just heard is very different to how you feel <laughs> and what you think. Um, <laughs> and, Definitely. And, but can you still, given that, find something in what you just heard that you like or something about the way that it was expressed that you like? Sorry, I'm thinking, yeah, no, I, I like that you had a, uh, a council of people to discuss with with you about your ideas. I think that's impactful to see different types of personalities or not personalities, but, but viewpoints as well. I too come from a lower middle-class family. So it's always good to see different perspectives. I like that point. Um, let me see. And I like that you had spent time actually looking into what he's done in the past. You know, you said you spent seven hours watching him, mm-hmm. correct? Yes. So you put in some time to really watch his, I guess, behavior. Now, of course, I think it's, you know, skewed, but of course we're not not talking about that. Um, So I I like that you had multiple people. I like that you, like you said about me, the convictions. Um, Oh, all of a sudden I was worried my internet dropped. Um, Let me see. And that you were honest about how you felt. I mean, I've heard, I've heard other, I've heard friends of mine say similar, similar things. Thank you. Thank you very much for saying what you liked. Now, could you move on, Alyssa, to asking anything, asking about anything that you're curious about, anything that you felt like didn't really make sense or you want to understand better? Right. So I guess um, my first question, let me see, I wrote. Uh, so with Joe Biden serving 47 years in the U.S. Senate, what do, do you think that he can accomplish that he obviously didn't do or couldn't do in the U.S. Senate and or in his eight years under the Obama administration? I think he has the right personality type right now to be a leader. Um, I'm not the biggest Joe Biden fan. I mean, I think it's, you know, more so going for, you know, the better of the worse. Um, I have looked into what he's accomplished. Um, No, he is not the most impressive candidate. I will agree with that. Um, But I think anyone who's been through as much as he has, has a great capacity for empathy. I also like the fact that he comes from a blue collar background, which I think informs the fact that he will have empathy for people from all socioeconomic backgrounds, all walks of life. Um, and the bottom line is, you know, I watched the first debate and I walked out of the room and I threw up because I could not handle how Trump was just seemingly unable to listen to anything he said. So I guess the bottom line that I appreciate is his empathy and his ability to actively listen and also his patience. I think he's a very patient man. And I think we need someone right now who is the embodiment of patience because I do think the pandemic is a marathon. 
Okay. And okay, no, that's, thank you for that. And then regarding, uh, what do you feel about Kamala Harris? Because as to be completely transparent, my concern is with Joe Biden's cognitive decline, uh, that Kamala Harris will be running the US. And that's scary to me. So how do you feel about her? Again, I like that she comes from a first generation immigrant background. Um, I like that she is a woman. I think we need a woman in office. Um, I, I wouldn't even really consider myself to be like a, you know, feminist in the traditional sense, but I do think we need someone to represent not only a minority population, but also women right now. Um, I like that she's outspoken. I think she's a total badass. I mean, I love how outspoken she is about DACA. I mean, that's something that I'm incredibly passionate about having worked in restaurants for 15 years and worked alongside, you know, immigrants my entire life. So those are the things that I like the most about her. Plus, again, I mean, you have to remember I'm the complete opposite of you. I am pro-choice. I love the Planned Parenthood backed both of them 100%. That to me was like a selling point enough. I think especially right now with the way the economy is, I understand that people get pregnant irresponsibly and I'm not defending that. I've had some friends where they've had like five abortions and I don't agree with that at all. Um, but I do think that things happen sometimes. I think we need to work on our sex education. I grew up around girls that unfortunately didn't know better and got pregnant at like 15. It was very sad. And so I think, I know I really like that they are big into sex education because I think right now we don't need more children on this planet who aren't going to be taken care of. Agreed. Do I still have, do I have any more time or am I? Two more I minutes. Okay, okay. Okay, last thing, last thing. Um, okay, so if Joe Biden were to win the US election, how would you uh, expect him to handle this COVID case? Because apparently, you know, he feels like it's gonna instantly change when he takes, if he were to take office right away. So how do you expect that would impact the US people? And do you think it actually would change? He can make that big of a change, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's, I'll be honest, again, it's, I think either way, it's not great. I mean, you know, to be honest with you, I think that closing the economy is a terrible thing. I mean, okay. because I know, <laughs> yeah, I'm someone like, I was like very depressed, I mean, during the quarantine and, you know, I mean, I think, um, thank God I know how to take care of myself mentally and physically and spiritually, but um I think it's bad either way. Um, I do like that he has a solid plan in place. I like the mask wearing. I mean, again, I don't think it's that hard to wear a mask. I think it's respectful. Um, I have a lot of older people that live in my building. I'm very close to my parents. They're both of the vulnerable age. So again, I mean, I only know what I've read about the plan he has in place. I think he'll get it under control. And I know he is working very closely with the medical company that I worked with, um, who's the top medical company in the country. So, you know, again, all we know is what we read, right? Or like, right. I mean, I'm obviously friends with people that sort of have like an insider's vantage point. Um, they seem to think that he has a more solid plan in place because he's willing to listen to health experts and, you know, 
science-oriented uh, professionals and people that are involved with the vaccine. Um, so, I mean, yeah, that's all I can say is I think that the plan he has in place is better, but I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I mean, I'm on the fence about closing the economy again. I agree. I experienced similar isolation, so I, I completely understand where you're coming from. Um, thank you for that. Sure. Okay. Lovely. Perfect timing. Okay, so final round. Um, Alyssa, can you sum up the key points that Lily made? Okay, so let's see. I would say the to sum up that Lily, you are a free thinker, hardworking, um, you have a lot of compassion and empathy and you value that in Joe Biden and you feel like Joe Biden's tone of helping others um, is kind of what our country needs for the next four years. Mm -hmm. um, did I do okay? How was that? <laughs> did, she, did she miss anything yeah. that was really important? No, that was great. Yeah. Very succinct. Bang on. So Lily, you feel understood by Elisa. I do. Yes. I mean, in the, in the positive way. I mean, and again, I wasn't trying to be disrespectful with like my portrayal of him. And I apologize if I was. Oh, um, again, oh my gosh, I've heard like, much worse. <laughs> okay. I've done like biographical writing my whole life. So I feel like I look at everything as almost like a character study. Yes. No, you hit the nail on the head. Thank you. Amazing. Sure. Yeah. I, I thought it was, I thought it was uh, fantastic hearing this, the, the strength of both of your feelings, that both of you were then so respectful and really did listen and really did reflect back what you'd heard. And you didn't, you know, there was no attack, there was no attacking. And it was almost like, could it really be this easy? Like, what Yeah, I you? know. It was a lovely <laughs> time. We could be friends, Lily. <laughs> and I have friends that are, I have family members that are Trump supporters. I wish we had these conversations more often. I yes. admire your courage. Yeah, I think it takes a lot of courage. Great. Yeah, I mean, I won't lie. I, the first time I ever wore um, a Trump hat was last weekend, but I was also going to a um, a Trump, not a Trump rally, but kind of a door knocking event kind of thing. And so I was among Trump supporters, so I wasn't as afraid. But yeah, it is does take courage. Mm. That's amazing. I think that's what we're really trying to create uh, in terms of having a space where where we feel safe to actually be heard, no matter what our opinions are. And I think I want to pick up on what Lily was saying as well, that you don't feel so comfortable talking about politics. And that's something that Andy and I have talked a lot about, that we want to create a space where people can have conversation about topics that they're maybe not so comfortable talking about or have the belief that I don't know enough or um, right. not well educated enough in terms of this topic, but actually having a space where where our opinions and our feelings and thoughts matter. Mm -hmm. And it was something that uh, we, we experienced a lot, trying to organize this, that <laughs> people were scared to take part. Yeah. Either that they were scared or that they, they were so, they used the word hate. They, the, I, mm -hmm. the, the, other, the other side is so horrible, so hateful that mm -hmm. I, can't be, or I can't speak to them. Both Democrats and Republicans said that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so it's amazing that we'd be able to have this conversation, that you've been willing to do it, that, this, that, that you can, that it, it makes it seem like it could be easy. We just have to listen. <laughs> yeah, because I think at the end of the day, though, we're both Americans, you know, like we, we're given an incredible gift. And I know you said you're not super patriotic, but, like, you know, I think that's kind of, it unites us. We have a commonality. We live in America.
Yeah. Well, and I like that. I mean, I like this conversation because my experience of talking about politics is if you don't speak about it in a certain format, which is often very regimented, people knock you down. So I like Mm -hmm. that this was more like loose as long as you had a strong point. Great. In the last couple of minutes, is there anything that that you're going to take away from this conversation that you feel you've learned or any perspective that might have shifted? I mean, I just think the format's great. I mean, like I said, it's like, I mean, I'm working for Wall Street now. I mean, I would, you know, I think a lot of the people that I'm like either writing about or their clients, I'm working with a big time uh, wealth management company, writing hundreds of bios for them are Republicans. And it's like, you know, I mean, in my writing career, I've just learned to accept all walks of life. So if only every conversation was as pleasant as this, you know, and I think it's just a mindset shift. So maybe you yeah. should moderate all the conversations, Andy. <laughs> there you go, Andy. You got a new job. <laughs> all the conversations in the world. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're definitely planning to do more of these. We're, we're planning to spread this as a, as a model uh, and, yeah. and to uh, cover more topics. We're going to do abortion probably at some point. That was came up with a big one today. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, what about you Alicia? is there anything that you feel like you're going to take away from today just just I think something that I've heard often and similar to what I had I had a conversation on Tuesday and it was just the the tone of of, of President Trump the tone his character um you know some of the things he's done in his previous you know previous life if you will before he was president so I think that's I and I've heard that point too is he can be kind of you know he's a bit abrasive but he gets stuff done. So, you know, I can see both sides. <laughs> you can see both sides. Well, that's what we're, right. <laughs> that's what we're aiming for. <laughs> okay, brilliant. Well, thank you so much for taking part. I really think that this is a great service to humanity that we're, that we're doing here in showing that these conversations are possible and bridging these divides between opposing views. And maybe just to ask for, for the people who are listening in and as well for you, Lily and Alyssa, if uh, you have any questions or ideas or topics that you would like us to host an empathy dinner on or people who want to be part. So you can email us at empathydinners at gmail.com. And we currently also have a Facebook page and a LinkedIn page. Awesome. Thanks guys. Thanks ladies. Thank you. Have a good day, everyone. Or evening. Bye.